So we have got four Big 12 teams ranked inside the top 25 of the USA Today coaches poll. And it went about as you would expect. I'm Pete Mundo. We're heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be with you guys for another show as we are, geez, inching closer to the season. This past Saturday was four Saturdays until Big 12 football is back, baby. I mean, I just am, I'm so fired up, especially with how this season has, uh, has un- the offseason has unfolded is really fascinating. So we got four Big 12 teams ranked in the coaches poll, and they are Oklahoma at three, Iowa State at eight, Texas at 19, and Oklahoma State at 22. So this is about what I would expect. Like Oklahoma got actually two first place votes. Alabama got 63 of 65 first place votes. Uh, then you had Oklahoma with two, but Clemson got overwhelmingly more second place votes. So Clemson is still number two with Alabama at number one. Then you've got Ohio State four, Georgia five, A&M six, Notre Dame seven, and Iowa State comes in at eight. Now what's interesting is that when you look at you know the top eight teams uh, that are ranked here in the coaches poll, only two, only two of the top seven return their quarterback. Iowa State does at number eight. I, I know it's wishful thinking, but wouldn't it feel good? I don't know what the Big 12 future is, right? None of us do. I have no idea. I'm a fan of this conference. I love this conference top to bottom as much as anybody. How good would it feel? If this is the last season of the Big 12, and I hope it's not, I think that Oklahoma and Texas should Uh, do what they contractually agreed to do, which is stay in this league until 2025. I know that ESPN and the SEC and OU in Texas are going to be working against the Big 12 on this, but I hope that they stay true to what the contract entails. Anyway, for the Big 12 to get two teams into the college football playoff, oh my goodness, that would feel so good. There's only one other conference that has done that, and that, of course, is the SEC. Now, everything has to break perfectly, right? Here's what's got to happen for these two teams to both get into the college football playoff. They both have to be undefeated going into their November matchup. And then here's what has to happen. Oklahoma has to win the regular season matchup. Oklahoma has to be undefeated in the Big 12 championship game. And then Iowa State with one loss to Oklahoma in November has to win the Big 12 championship game. That's what has to happen for both these teams to get in. Here's why it can't happen the other way around. It can't happen the other way around because we know the committee loves blue bloods, right? The committee, we saw just as TCU and Baylor fans from seven years ago now. We know they love blue bloods. So they cannot have a situation where it's Oklahoma getting the revenge victory in the Big 12 championship game. They'll leave Iowa State out even if that was their first loss. They'll justify it and say, well, OU is the Big 12 champion and they both have one loss. So that's why OU gets in and Iowa State does not. But if OU is the team that's undefeated and loses the conference title game, OU is a blue blood. And now, especially that OU is going to be playing some SEC ball, OU will get the benefit of the doubt even though they lose that game. And by the way, both games have to be razor-thin margins, like a field goal either way, game-winning touchdown, whatever it might be, overtime. So that's why that's the way it needs to play out to get both those teams in. And I know it's wishful thinking. Everything has to break right. But hey, a Big 12 fan can dream, right? Uh, Texas at 19, I mean, it feels high. but And I'm not picking on Texas because I'm upset about the Big 12, but I'm just honestly analyzing 
when's the last time and how many times has Texas finished ranked higher after the season than they do before the season, right? I mean, it's, it's very rare for Texas to end the season higher than it ultimately starts. That's just par for the course. I hope that's wrong. I want Texas to be good. I always say it's good for the Big 12 when Texas is good. You want your Blue Bloods to be really good teams. That is true for Texas as well. Uh, then you've got Oklahoma State at number 22, which it all hinges on Spencer Sanders. If Spencer Sanders has that growth that we all anticipate he can, he can have, and he needs it, by the way, because if not, I think Shane Ellingworth is breathing down his neck, and I think that that style of quarterback, Shane Ellingworth, is more of the Mike Gundy style anyway. The Mason Rudolph, the Brandon Whedon, kind of the statue, chuck it downfield kind of guy. I know the offense has changed a bit, but I think Ellingworth will be breathing down Spencer Sanders' uh, neck here pretty quickly if things get off to a, uh, a slow start. But they can be easily a top 25 team. But, you know, if I'm looking at teams that did not make the top 25, that would not shock me to be in the top 25, immediately I look at TCU. Immediately. If they get that offense figured out, man, I mean, it's, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be dangerous there at TCU, and they could be crashing a Big 12 championship uh, game if, if the offense finally clicks for the first time in four seasons. You can make the same case for West Virginia as well. Not that I think their ceiling is that high. I don't think West Virginia's ceiling is as high as TCU's, but certainly a team that can be a top 25 program by the end of the season. So don't overlook those teams either as we you know get set for the season here in three and a half weeks. Meantime, I do want to touch on this story. Uh, Kansas U.S. Senator Roger Marshall, he last week sent a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland asking for the Department of Justice to launch an investigation into ESPN to see what role the TV network played in the Sooners and Longhorns making the move to the SEC. Uh, his, his letter stated in part, I write today to ask the DOJ to investigate ESPN's role in the potential destruction of the Big 12 Conference and if any anti-competitive or illegal behavior occurred relating to manipulating the conference or changing ESPN's contractual television rights. That all remains to be seen in terms of how it plays out. But I'm glad, I'm glad that we've got a situation where somebody is standing up for this conference, uh, politically speaking. Now, I know that we've got state legislators down in Texas on behalf of Baylor and Tech and TCU that are doing that. But, you know, it means something coming from a U.S. senator. And for those of you that don't know, I host a, a radio show in Kansas City as well on KCMO Talk Radio. And I had on Roger Marshall last week to talk about this. It's a, it's, it's a news show, but this is more news or just as much news as sports. And he said here to me last week on my radio show in Kansas City, uh, I just have a feeling some of these Big 12 schools will end up suing ESPN as well. That would be huge. I mean, that is a game changer. If you've got schools that are suing ESPN, that completely changes the landscape. Then things really get interesting. And I don't know what that means for these schools and, you know, what conferences they end up in. Like, I could see ESPN basically threatening Big 12 schools and saying, hey, don't sue us. If you do, we will make sure that you are uh, not quite blackballed from college football media rights because anybody else could bid on them. But, you know, they could pull themselves out of the conversation and make life more difficult for the Big 12 or whatever's left of the Big 12. But don't give ESPN too much credit, okay? Don't. And here's why I say that. 
their leverage is not as much as people think it is. ESPN is nothing without basically renting the rights of sports. They are the blockbuster of sports media. They don't own any content. I mean, they own 30 for 30s, and they own their garbage talk shows that nobody watches anymore. I mean, people watched First Take 10 years ago when it first came on with Skip Bayless and Stephen A., but no one watches that junk anymore. I mean, the Get Up? Get Up? I mean, I purposely stay in bed to not have to watch Get Up, so it's not even a, an option for me. Now, I actually wake up at 4 a.m. for my radio show, so I don't have time for, for Get Up. But if I did have time for Get Up, it'd be the last thing I was watching on TV with Mike Greenberg and whatever the garbage is on that show. It's amazing. Like, they spend so much money. Total side note, these shows at ESPN, they spend so much money on these cool studios. But it's like when your content blows, no one cares that, like, your backdrop is the Hudson River in New York City. Nobody gives a rip. No one. Oh, why? This show stinks and no one's interesting on it. But boy, I love looking at, you know, the Hudson River in the background of the show. It's really, oh, that's so neat. No, your content stinks. All right. And ESPN, no one watches SportsCenter. It's an antiquated show, an antiquated idea. They've got nothing. They're blockbuster. All right. So like ESPN can flex its muscles all they want and try to scare the Big 12. But the Big 12 should not just acquiesce to everything ESPN demands. And for once, it'd be nice if the Big 12 actually stepped to the plate and said, you know what? We're not putting up with your junk anymore, okay? We're standing up to you. I mean, the Big 12, I don't think Bob Bowlesby is worthy of as much criticism as some want to give him. I just don't, and I know many of you are going to disagree with me on that. But he was following the lead of Oklahoma and Texas. OU and Texas did not want to expand for years. All right? That's not on Bob Bowlesby. It's just not. But put that aside, one thing this conference does need to do a better job of is standing up for itself. And that, yes, can start at the top. And it's happening now, but maybe it is, uh, maybe it is too late. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out more. Now, speaking of standing up for yourself, finally, finally somebody woke up Kansas State and said, hey, you better start talking up what you guys bring to the table, because if you don't, you're going to get left behind here, okay? Better late than never. I guess that's the nicest thing I can say right now. But Kansas State AD Gene Taylor was on K-Man Radio in Manhattan. He told John Kurtz, finally, what needed to be said. I mean, it's it's three and a half, four weeks too late, but at least they're finally saying it. And that's talking up K-State, which brings a lot to the table, by the way. A lot to the table. Because all this talk about conference realignment, who are the two teams that end up being the odd man out? Well, there's really three teams that end up being the odd man out. At least if you you know hear people speculate about conference realignment and where things are headed. Those teams are Baylor, TCU, Kansas State. Everyone says Iowa State, KU to the Big Ten, and Tech, Oklahoma State, Pac-12, West Virginia, ACC. Baylor TCU to the Pac-12 as well, getting Texas, and then K-State's just like there. Finally, somebody said something at K-State. Gene Taylor came out and said on the radio to K-Man, we're positioned in a lot of ways better than all of them, meaning the rest of the Big 12 teams remaining. I think that's what you have to understand. Okay, where have you been for three weeks? We've won more, he says, we've won more Big 12 football championships than some of these schools. Our fan base probably travels a lot better. When you look at our academic profile of our programs, we're one of the top in the Big 12 in terms of APR, graduation rates, and GPAs. 
All of those things were as strong as any of those schools on a regular basis. It's frustrating that media writes it that way, but I think if they were to dig down into it and make some comparisons, they'd see that we're absolutely as good, if not better, than a lot of these schools in a lot of ways. It was kind of that way the last time around. We have to keep putting our resume out there, so to speak, and make sure people understand who K-State is. I agree. Put your resume out. What have you been doing for three weeks? Kansas State, after Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, over the last decade, Kansas State has the best Big 12 record for football. OU is 73-16. and 16. Oklahoma State's 58-31. and 31. K-State and Baylor are tied at 52-37. and 37 for Big 12 records over the last decade. Then it's Texas at 5, TCU at 6, West Virginia at 7, Iowa State 8, Tech 9, Kansas 10. K-State is tied for third. Yet everyone talks about them as an afterthought. They're going to the Mountain West. Nobody wants them. I mean, I get it. Last year didn't end on a good note. Um, You lose six straight. Quarterback goes down. Okay, we all have short-term memories. But if you talk about the program... And obviously, basketball's not doing great either under Bruce Weber. That's a total, let's admit, it's a dumpster fire right now. But if you look at the total body of where Kansas State is today as an athletic department, it's right up there. It's not Oklahoma, okay? And I get it, even though they beat Texas in football, it's not Texas in terms of what Texas brings to the table. But the fan base does travel well. The academic profiles are good. They're better on the field than they're given credit for. But no one is screaming this from Manhattan, okay? And no offense, national media is not going to crawl to Manhattan to get your opinion. We do it because we cover the Big 12, and we love the Big 12, and we want to see every one of these teams succeed. ESPN and the SEC, they don't. They don't care what happens to you, K-State. So start fighting for yourselves. I'm asking you this because I'm looking out for you. All right? I'm looking out for you, and I want what is in your best interest. And I want to see this program, whether it's in a new-look Big 12 where you add some teams, whether it's in a Pac-12, whatever it might be, a Big 10, who knows? I want you to succeed. And finally, Kansas State is opening its eyes to that and starting to do some of the same stuff. So I was encouraged uh, by all of that. Meantime, something else I, I wanted to share with you is the best quote that I've seen on conference realignment. And that came from none other than Matt Campbell. So Matt Campbell, here was the quote. Best answer to a realignment question this offseason. Quote from Matt Campbell, Iowa State coach. We win. If we want to continue to win, come play. If you want to continue to win, come play for us. That was Matt Campbell. That's a stud right there, okay? That is a stud right there. That, that, that's what that is. That's a guy who's like, you know, I'm not worried about this. I, I, and let me actually get the quote right. We'll work to continue to win. If you want to play for a winning team, come play for us. All right? That's what Matt Campbell said. It's a brilliant quote. And it's a ballsy quote. It's Matt Campbell showing, you know what? Like, I can't control what happens with ESPN, the SEC, the Big 12, but I can control who I've got here. I can control who wants to play here. And if you want to win and if you want to play for arguably the best culture today in college football, you're going to look at Ames, all right? And that is one thing that everybody and anybody should be saying, that's the approach I need. 
every other Big 12 coach. Now, I know that they don't maybe have Campbell's cachet in terms of what he's built, but they can use that line. Why shouldn't they be able to use that line? All right, there's, there's plenty there that Matt Campbell uh, can share with his Big 12 coaches, and I hope that they all read that line and said, you know what, I'm going to start. Instead of having to play defense, and that's what's happening right now, right? I've already read this, and I've already heard this, and I'm sure you have as well. Programs are recruiting against Big 12 schools by saying, ah, the, the Big 12's not going to exist. They're going to be a group of five in a couple of years. You don't want to go there. And hey, I mean, I'd be using that pitch too if I was a, uh, you know, Purdue recruiting against West Virginia or Iowa State, whatever it might be. I'd use that too. And instead of playing defense and being like, no, we feel good about things. We think, you know, we'll be in the ACC. We think we'll be in the Big 10 and we think the Big 12 is going to be fine. Say, listen. And especially if you're a coach with a long track record, you got cachet, which Campbell can do, Gundy can do, um, Climbing can do, even though he's only been there two years. I mean, he's won national championships. He can do it. Carrie Patterson can sure as heck do. I mean, Neil Brown, I think, can pull it off. Matt Wells and Dave Aranda, maybe less so, but, uh, you know, Baylor seems to be recruiting just fine. They can all make a case and say, Look at what we're building here. I'm not slowing down. I'm not stopping that. And I'm controlling what I can control. And that is the approach that Big 12 coaches all across this league should be taking. And we should all be here for that. So I I hope that uh, coaches are taking notes. I hope that ADs are taking notes. And yes, we're going to be talking about the season here before long, but there is still so much that we're going to have to weave in here with the conference realignment and the drama that is surrounding uh, this conference that I want to make sure that you guys are on top of all of it. We've got a ton of content right now on the site as well. Just talking about Big 12 expansion scenarios, UCF, what would make sense. It's all up on the website. And join our free message boards as well. You don't want to miss those. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is our site. And it is so. this show is just blown up over the past month, even more so than it was thanks to you guys. And, and I really can't thank you enough for that. Uh, the podcast has been a, a, just a huge success, as has the website over the last several weeks. By the way, if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, I've got a free koozie coming your way, a Heartland College Sports koozie coming your way. Leave me a rating and a review. I've got 466 ratings on iTunes. Can we get to 500? Can you hit that five star? Takes you 10 seconds. Hit that five star on iTunes. Get us to 500 ratings by kickoff. I wanted 400 like a month and a half ago. I think we can get to 500. And just some of the recent um, reviews that are very nice to you guys on iTunes. This comes from Sawbones Cowboy. High quality, up-to-date coverage of all the current happenings within the world of Big 12 sports. This from Boots. Uh, Boots Ema, I've remained a wildcat. Enjoy listening to your show and the perspective you bring on Big 12 topics. Your show touches on all fan bases inside the conference. Go Cats. Friday, Country Road 32, diehard Mountaineer here. Looked for some good coverage on the Big 12 for quite a while. Gave up after not finding much. So glad I found your podcast. Keep up the work. You gain a new listener every day. Well, thank you guys for that. I really do appreciate it, and that's why I'm sending you a koozie if you leave us a rating and a review. Have a great day. We've got uh, Phil Steele coming up on the show this week, so be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get notified when the podcast drop, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.